true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. That's, that could relate to a person when they born again in a family and everybody else is unsaved. They ain't going to accept him when he get born again. They're not going to accept him until they get born again. And they're going to say, but as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. See, when he said receive him, sometimes the word receive means to believe. And most people say, well, I, I, I was a, I received my belief. Yeah, you believe just like the devil do when you say you got lost. Because the devil said he believed and trembled. That's what the book said about the devil. He believed and trembled. Now you believe and you said you got lost. But God don't lose nothing that believes in him. Because see, it's him saving you, not you saving yourself. And that's the important thing to understand about that. No, he said he chose, I chose you. Amen. And that's why I say I'll be jumping around in this book, John, because I'm going to stop with that and come back up here to 24. Now, this is talking about being born again. This is the main thing about is being born again. Believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you pass from death unto life. Now, here's a confirmation from the Holy Spirit. It said, verily, verily. I say unto you, he that heard my word and believed on him that sent me had everlasting life and should not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Amen. <laughs> and they go on to say, this is in John, the fifth chapter. And they go on down. It goes on to continue to say, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they shall, and they here shall live. Now this right here is a part of talking about a rapture coming. Y'all know it's a rapture coming. Jesus coming back to get us, and you're going to bust this sky wide open. That's going to be the rapture of the church. The bride of Christ will be taken out of here. And who don't go with him? I'm sorry for you because it's going to be a terrible situation. That's why you have to be born again. Believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You pass from death into life even before death set in. But death had already set in when you were born into the world because you were born in the world of sin, dead in trespasses and sin. And when you believe Jesus Christ died for your sin, was buried and rose again, then you pass from death unto life. And then go on to say, For as the Father had life in himself, so had he given to the Son to have life in himself. 
and had given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the son of man. Now we're dropping down to the two resurrections. Verse 28 said, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, and the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. Now that's why you have to have the five W. Who he's talking to, what he's talking about, where, when, and why. You use all those W's to describe and, under, and get an understanding of the 28 verse. We're going to continue on because time is short. And shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. And they have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So this right here is explaining something too. The spirit of error brings eternal damnation. The spirit of grace and truth brings eternal life. I can of my own self do nothing. Y'all see how I talk? <laughs> I of my own self can do nothing. Ain't nothing I can do. I ain't got no heaven or hell to put you in. Only God. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. Because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which had sent me. God sent me to do this. I was chosen for I was even put in my mother's womb by God to do this. That was 11, 20, 48. And I'm following what he want me to do. And I'm so happy. I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that bear witness of me. And I know that the witness which he witnessed of me is true. I'm a child of God. Ye sent unto John, and he bare witness unto the truth. But I received not testimony from man. But these things I said, that ye might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father had given me to finish. The same words that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. This Jesus Christ talking, y'all. And I'm an under shepherd of Jesus Christ, and I'm talking to with him. And the Father himself, which had sent me, had borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he had sent him, ye believe not. Then it goes on to say, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. This is Jesus Christ, and he telling us about that when you search the scriptures out, they all talk about him. Everything in the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation 
is talking about none other than Jesus Christ and what he going to do. That's why I say search the scripture. And you it's a type of Christ in the book of Jonah. Oh, yeah. When it was in the valley of the whale, Jesus went down in hell and, 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 and uh, preached to those spirits that were there, people were there, and brought them back with him. He led captivity captive, gave gifts unto men. Gifts. Y'all hear that? Gifts. You know, it started out, he gave some apostles or prophets. Some people think we're apostles and prophets, uh, apostles today, but that's not so. That's not so. We all believe them. It was a change made from that. Because <clears throat> you, to be an apostle, you had to be back in the days with Jesus. And you ain't in them days with Jesus. Oh, no. We in another uh, generation. In another era in this universe. So we wasn't back there. That's why our people can't backslide. Only the Jews can backslide. I, in other words, the Hebrew. I'd rather say Hebrew than Jew, because Jew is an imitation of somebody trying to come in and deceive you. <clears throat> Look out! Ain't, ain't they out here trying to deceive you? Look what, look what the, the devil's doing. He talking about all these people going to space and all this stuff. You know where they going? Right up in the atmosphere in the air. They ain't going to no space. Y'all get mad at me all you want them. I'm just telling you the truth. Because, see, God have to let, have you to do these things. They can't do nothing without God. And they telling you that they going to space and stuff. That's a lie. That's the trick of the of the devil. He can show you little wicked things like he done invented something to make it look real like this. They out in the planet and all. He can do that, but uh, God forbid. Because God made the earth for man to habitat on. Man can't do right by, by this earth. How he going to do something better by going up in space? Man better get himself together. And that's being that's speaking evil. And God said, anybody that's doing this evil, he go he gonna destroy them. God goes destroy them. Y'all think Satan is dangerous, but God is a terrible God, according to the scriptures. Look out, and he's the same way terrible like we are. It's a whole big difference when God is talking about terrible. Than the way we talk about terrible. Then it go on to say, I receive not honor from men, but I know you that you have not the love of God in you. See that? Them wicked people, they don't have the love of God in you. When you start talking about God, they talk about something else. Y'all, have you ever witnessed to somebody, anybody in the universe, if you're a witness to them and you get to talking about Jesus Christ, they'll go to another type of subject all the way to get away from that. They don't want to hear Jesus, but they'll hear about the devil. They'll hear about somebody's mama. They'll hear about somebody's whore. 
somebody, uh, what they did last night, how we drank and what we used to do, they'll hear all that, but they won't hear and believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They do all that mess except hear God. But one day, you're going to have to because every knee going to bow and every tongue going to confess that Jesus has come into the flesh. Look out! Oh, and I'm so thankful for God saving me. I'm so happy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to have to leave it there, okay? Because we thank you for the message that we have a full show today. Like we all try to do in this area, but I want to thank uh, Elder Lyles for the message, for the teaching of the word that comes forth from him, okay? And he's always on point. Word on word, line on line. So on that note, listen to Frigos at USAHotTalkRadio.com. Launch with the Missouri Material Commerce on October the 2nd, the year 2021. Scott, take us out of here. Amen.
board meetings about about the schools, uh, you know, about how this is how you know the, you know, the, the kids should be masked and not be masked. Well, a lot of young people right now, uh, you know, are, are being affected. I'm talking about kids, you know, less than 15 years old in most cases. I know in my family, you know, River and Young family, we got our kid, kids, grandkids went to school in good health, came home with a problem. And take my word for that, they got a whole lot of problems in their house when they come home. So I tell anybody, if, 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 if you don't want to do it for yourself, do, do it for somebody else. You know what I mean? You know, the Bible tells you, you know, I read it this week, in uh, Job, uh, with the fifth chapter, the second verse, it tells you about use common sense. And this is what science is telling you to get your body healed. And it's clear as day, you know, that you're looking. And also, uh, as we talk about, you know, how this virus is hitting people, even at the Supreme Court, and the Justice, Brett uh, Kavanaugh, uh, tested positive and this past Thursday. Uh, and so, but he, had, but he had all of his shots, and he will be continuing working from home. And also, uh, another great, great, great thing took place this week, you know, uh, was announcement from Eric that, uh, that the uh, that they have an, another uh, uh, thing to use that uh, that a vaccine that a you know appeal that can help you fight fight. Now this is not meant to take before you get vaccinated. Okay, this is not how this works. Okay, so again. Please read and listen to your doctors to get information about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Uh, take my word, your doctors know exactly what it needs to be done, and we shouldn't be out here trying to figure out on our own. You know, uh, right now, now not a good time to try to use, like, use home remedies. That is not what you call working. And also, this past week, President Joe Biden led the way. Uh, he immediately, uh, when the boosters came out, he's a, he's a Pfizer. Yeah, he was okay, so he's already got his, got his shot, you know, uh, right away, you know, and uh, and at age 78, uh, and as you know, he's around a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, so again, follow your leaders, okay, and, you know, even like, you know, we, we talk about vaccinations, you know, and wearing face masks, another recent story came out, you know, like, people listen to Fox News all the time, and listen to their uh, commentators or their hosts, you know, slamming face masks. Well, Fox just got a brand new multi-million dollar studio that they had to wear over this past week. And guess what? Everybody there on staff were wearing face masks. Everybody. Even the guests that came in had to wear face masks. Because people are taking this very serious. Which you should. People are dying. You know, and, I, and, I, and that's not something that, you know, you can, you can play with. You know, so again... Uh, as, we, as, we, as we look around, we always say continue. We've been saying this from day one. Please wash your hands. I mean, wear a face mask. This, 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 this pandemic, the coronavirus, been around, you know, the coronavirus has been around a long time. So this is just a step in the process. And in our country, uh, as people give you different excuses, just get vaccinated. Also, this past week, you know, uh, something that makes no sense to me, and not done this morning, no knife in the drawer, but uh, the National Special Service 
is under, is, I call it under attack by Mr. LaJoy, the, uh, the, the postmaster. Mail is very important for a whole lot of people. We're going right now into the Christmas season. A lot of people nowadays get their medicine through the mail. They get they uh, they shop online through the mail. They send money to their family members through the mail. Their social security checks and all the other checks come through the mail. Unfortunately, you hear your bills come through the mail. And so to slow the service down from three days to five days, does that make sense to you, Reverend? What, what am I missing here? Things are, uh, things are waxing worse and worse, Ira. That's all I can say about it is waxing worse and worse, and people don't want to accept what's really happening. Got more people, but we don't have the uh, infrastructure to help them. Okay, well, well, with the postal service, well, when they were, well, when they, well, you know, flying the mail, you know, like you know, uh, Amazon and uh, UPS, FedEx, they offered, you know, fly, fly their deliveries through the mail, and then they put them on airplanes. So why isn't the post office doing it? Because people aren't using it and they don't have the funds. Oh, okay, explain it to me. Well, they're using the Amazon, they're using the, uh, who has their own trucks now, they're using the UPS that has their own trucks, they have, they have their own infrastructure for doing that. The post uh -huh. office is in the 20th, is it still in the 20th century? So. Uh Okay, but, 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 but the postmaster took out the, the equipment they had to speed things up. And he, he admitted, okay, that, that he's on a mission because he's helping his business, okay, beat them out that he's in. So? I mean, so, so I mean, so, so I mean, for, for, uh, to slow the process down, you know, and, and also coming up, you know, you're going to charge me more money and give me worse service. Yeah. That's the one that stifles, you know, you know, good sense, you know. Well, well, Ira, that's the same way about the city. They doing the same thing. This whole, this whole system is is crumbling up. Uh, listen, Adam Smith, he was a great economist uh, two hundred years ago or so. But uh, if I remember correctly, he said that. Uh, uh, government uh, services are never going to be adequate. Amen. Yeah. Well, that that is actually. Let me put it this way: we're living that right now. Okay. Yes, sir. We are. But yeah. that's where we're at. You know, yeah. The government they take their taxes, but is that all being used uh, efficiently? No. 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 Somebody pocketing that money.
that's been negotiated. Now, in this case, this is the infrastructure that they talk infrastructure bill. And at this point, um, Mr. McCall has been straightforward. Ain't gonna let nothing happen. Now, also, this most of the things that's being talked about here, it's not nothing new. This was talked about when Obama was president, and Mr. McCall said, not, it ain't gonna happen. We know we're not gonna help you at all. And unfortunately, when President Trump came in, they didn't help him neither get nothing done. So, so right now, uh, our roads, which is being discussed, we talk about, we're going to break down this, 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 this $3.5 billion, trillion dollars. Well, now, at this point in negotiation, the roads and bridges are going to cost $110 billion. That's what roads, bridges, you know, which is your highway, you know, your small roads, your big roads, all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Even if the thing that you, know, you drive down there, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the, you know you, everything that's on the highway, like, you, not only that, okay, you're looking at a lot of things that, uh, that's taking place on the highway, because right now, as we're saying now, the post office is going to be using their trucks on the highway now, so we got to take care of our roads and highways. That's, so that's the biggest thing that's being discussed here. You hear that, you hear that, you hear that, you know, the infrastructure bill. Now, uh, the power grid. That goes back to when uh, George Bush was, uh, Jr., he was senior president, they were having brownouts and shutdowns around the country. As a matter of fact, most recently down in Texas, when they had this, you know, this storm, you know, when the storm came, it knocked them out, all for the power grid. Well, we're talking about spending $73 billion for the power grid. And that's a lot of money, okay? And also the high-speed internet. That's where we are in that radio station. The whole world is going forward, so so that's something that has to bring people up to date in the future. That's something that's very much needed. And then we talk about trains. Well, a lot of stuff that we that we have now that's being shipped back and forth. If they can't get it on, on a truck, they got to send it by rail. And also, like, you know, a lot of stuff goes back, you know, about barges up and down the river, Mississippi River here. You see it all the time. So again. That's six or six billion dollars that's being spent for that. Now we all know clean water is very essential to what we have. Now you say clean water, well, that means that most of our infrastructure, you know, uh, you know, the water pipes in your cities and stuff, they all being rebuilt because a lot of times, you know, when there's heavy rains, if you know it creates problems, or if they have floods, they creates problems. Well, the water that we clean has to be purified. Amen. You know, it had to be purified, which means it got to be clean. Yes, sir. <laughs> for, us, for, us, for us to be able to be, you know, drink it and wash our bodies. So that's essential for us. That's $55 billion. Now, we kind of, uh, you know, to, uh, public transportation. A lot of people don't drive a lot, you know, because right now, you're getting for a cause, prices are cause of, oh, my God, almost a cause, the price of a house nowadays. You, you know what I'm saying? And, you, and that's most things you see cars giving you six years to pay for a car. Most cars are not going to last six years. Ain't right, Rev? Yeah, right. It's going to take more to pay for a car now, the way they're going up. And uh, yeah. and I hate they making them electric cars. They talking about that helping to come out. I ain't helping nothing. They're just putting money in people's pockets to do something that cars already been doing. Be content where you at instead of going... Way up here and there. Except what you got and bless and, and 
Thank God for blessing you to carry out what you can do to take care of your family. That's what needs to be done, taking care of the people. All this infrastructure stuff is beautiful, but they ain't never, they don't put the money to where it's supposed to go. But they always talking about they put money out for this, that, and nothing. They ain't doing nothing but putting money in their pocket. This is a deceitful world and system. It's ran by the devil and his demon. And he runs the people. And they act the same way he do. Right now, we talking about right now what's going to take place in our country. And right now, public transportation is definitely needed to get people back and forth to work. For schools to get back and forth, so they definitely need that. Uh, and that's $39 billion that's going for that. Also, when it comes to uh, airports, uh, you know, security, uh, the new the planes, you know, the, the runways, uh, we're getting bigger and faster planes, they need longer runways, and they have to be maintained. Now, this one here, that's, uh, that's, 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 the, and that's $25 billion. Now, for environmental uh, remediation, uh, which is mean you talk about, um, shoes. Uh, uh, you know, the environment as a whole it is going through a whole lot of problems. We yeah. got fires. We got fires. Well, people don't understand these 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 tornadoes, these uh, hurricanes, uh, and these fires. This is affecting the price of your food because these lands are being burned up. I mean, and, and once you burn the land, that means you can't grow a crop. And in California, most of the, the things we got from California, the fruits and vegetables and stuff, well, they have a, a, some major, major fires up there. Amen. I do mean some major fires. And so, so you say, well, it's not bothering me, okay? Yes, it is. I, most, if you go to the grocery store, or to, some kind of drive-through restaurant, are you in a restaurant sit down? The price of food is going up. The price is going, and it's going to go up higher. Amen. And that fact, even as we speak, uh, that you got grocery stores in this community right now cutting back on the hours. Well, one, they're cutting back because they don't have people to work. Okay, and we talk about that in a few minutes. And the other reason they're doing it is because they don't have, have the store, the stuff to go to their stores. Because cause they, when they can't get what they need to go on the, on the shelves. So right now, I would suggest to people start stocking up because the prices are going to be higher. And guess what? Uh, they're going to be shortages in the grocery stores. And so, and so now that's $21 billion going for the environment, to the environmental help there and also for ports. Right now, all of our ports right now got ships bagged up. I, mean, I do mean bagged up. The docks are full. Well, those are all the things that have quoted coming to this country for Christmas. Those are all the goods that you normally have in your stores. And that's why the stores are you know, cutting back on the, you know, on the hours because people, you know, they don't have the product to put on the shelves in most cases. So right now, uh, this happened over, over, in, over in, uh, in Britain, you know, and, and they're pretty much uh, looking at now having an army go out now and drive trucks because they also had, had a fuel shortage going on with that also. And that's where we come right here now, okay, uh, and that's $17 billion going for the port, which is definitely, definitely needed. And right now, the thing that we're just talking about, okay, and I you know we disagree on this, and, uh, you know, the electric cars, uh, right now, uh, you know, the, you know, the planning is changing. 
and all the factories, all you know, the emissions coming out is making a big difference in people's lives. The air that you breathe is contributing. And that's just that the air that you breathe, that gets off to a whole lot of things. You call this, this pandemic, it, it's all in the air. All in the air. And on that, okay, uh, the, the, the country is spending like that Ford Motor Company. Oh my God, they're making the largest investment ever into batteries. So going forward, these are things that we hit at $3.5 trillion. Now, $3.5 trillion is a number. That's not going to be the, mom, the money they receive at the, end of the, at the end of the day. I look at all this year to even out to maybe about $2.7 trillion at the end of the day. And so, so they get in negotiations, and, and I think right now we need to focus on not so much on what they're saying about the numbers, what do the numbers mean? Like in negotiations, Scott, we were talking about this earlier, you know, the people negotiate, you have a high, you have a low, and meet someplace in the middle. But right now, you know, uh, 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 Mr. Manchin uh, had put a number out there, uh, Senator, uh, 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 <laughs> Cinema, she, she had yet to put a number out there, you know, and tell me what you want. Because if I don't know what you want, and I think really uh, she's been one of the major problems there. Are you if talking about Miss Pelosi? No, 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 the senators, the, the two senators. Oh, okay. No, the House has been very open about the money they want to spend. But, but on the Senate side, they have yet to put out a number, okay, about what it is you know, that, that, they, that they would accept. You know what I'm saying? So right now, if I don't know what, what your high and your low is, I can't do anything. Like you go buy a car or something, you buy a house, you negotiate. And that's that's the American way. You know what I mean? You just don't take the phrase price somebody give you. So if you put 3.5, you know it's not the number I'm going to agree on. So we're going to get together and come, you know, come to some kind of agreement. And I think uh, uh, as we look at what I just talked about here, these things are all desperate needed in our country. And at the end of the day, we haven't got uh, roads overhauled in God knows when. Most of your states, and you ask, why are we tight some money right now? Well, we just spent over, uh, oh my God, trillions of dollars over in uh, Afghanistan. And now we're still spending money right now because we're bringing people from Afghanistan over here taking care of them. Which is you know, nothing bad about that because immigration is good for our country. But unfortunately, uh, you know, you know, it's depending on what color your skin is, how they coming in. Uh, our country has been known for, for immigrants paving the way. That's what the Statue of Liberties in you know in Ohio talks about. You know, and so so right now we, we need the immigrants because they're the ones that do the job nobody else wants to do. That's why there's so many shortages of jobs right now. No, no, Ira, there's plenty of jobs. It's just that oh, the no, well, employers are not paying the people at what they, uh, Scott, what they would like. My, Scott, that's my next point I was about to bring up, okay? Sorry. No, 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 no. I agree with you, you know, being a union man. You know I'm going to say what you just said. People right now, you know, are looking at what, what, what is my life, my value. If you're a restaurant worker... And Scott, you can hit me on this one here. Most of them work for chips, almost. Well, they get they get about half of the minimum wage. Yeah, if you get half the minimum wage, okay, 
you got to raise a family. And when people go out, okay, they go to the restaurants, they want to be treated you know, properly what they're supposed to be because you're paying for service. But at the same time, if you're a waiter, uh, you know, major D, uh, uh, kitchen, all, all those all those components come together to make, you know, serve you and you come in the door. Well, the money they're being paid now, and if they sit back and they're saying, well, now, uh, it costs me X amount of dollars to go to work. It costs me X amount of dollars, okay, you know, to, for my daycare, for my kids. It, it costs me X amount of dollars, okay, you know, for me for gas, my car, you know, right on the bus. And now I get there, and you tell me now, that's why people are raising, raising the rates now, raising you know, the, the rate of the pay, which they should. And some people start to pay bonuses. You know, as a matter of fact, that's one of the problems right now in the police departments. I know here in the St. Louis community, the St. Louis Police Department, police department normally had in the past had the history of having the best trained officers. Well, you go if, so you go to the St. Louis Police Department and you train and you make less money than you could go to the, to the county someplace and have a safer job. So, you know, if you look at it, you have less crime. You have less people to deal with, and they'll pay you more money. And so right now, uh, here in St. Louis, like most police departments, we have problems not just for these officers. We try and get the statutes. 911 calls the rear, rear, you know, on this one, that's a call people need to answer right away. Mm-hmm. Because, because, you know, uh, EMS rolls off of that. Somebody got shot, somebody had a fire, uh, whatever, whatever. EMS normally gets there for the police in some cases. Amen. Okay, so if, if that 911 number doesn't work, we got a problem. So again, we know already we have problems with that. So again, that just shows you, and not just St. Louis. So the calls, you know, the call centers are very important, very important. And even now, most call centers right now, people are working from home, and so. You're working for a government. Government should be a good job to have. <laughs> well, uh, job well, security. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that, that was that was that was it. Okay, well, government is getting kind of shaken now. And so right now, that's having faith in our government. And that's why I said in the, in, the, in the last couple of years, okay, you know, we've been uh, uh, one of the things that uh, we have statistically bear me out on this. We have more hate than ever before in our country. Now we have more militia groups than ever before in our country. Okay. We have more, more maybe, people. Maybe we should have more militia groups. Okay, I'm just going to explain that one to Miss Scott. Well, maybe it is time for a government change. Okay, so so what what are your suggestions? Uh, right now, that uh, uh, some of the uh, some of the, the former president supporters are saying uh, they want to secede, they want to lead the lead, lead the United States and start their own country. And they do that. Hmm? And they do that. What happens? Well, that's why we call it the United States. That means the United States doesn't exist anymore. Matter of fact, it's interesting. I want you to say that because this goes back to what Rev said early on about our country, and we say this all the time, the three of us do, that uh, our, country, our country, I should say, reminds you of being in Babylon. Yeah. You know, and we, we, 
in the country. One thing that uh, we kind of need to get back to here, the system is messed up, okay? Then we all can agree. So, again, uh, as, 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 we, as I said, we expect a shortage around the country. No matter where you are, this is going to affect you. Because, one, there's a sort of truck drivers. You know, there's needed to bring, to bring your, uh, your, you know, your goods to us. And I'm saying uh, they make good money, but right now uh, they can't find enough truck drivers. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys you know, up in the 80s, they have retired. Yep. Um, and that's happened since they came up with the e-logs. Yep. Yeah. 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 What you say today is about what you just said there. What's that? A couple of years ago, the uh, the government uh, came, or uh, the uh, the DOT, the Department of Transportation, yes, came sir. up with uh, 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 having to have uh, electronic logs, and they're limiting the amount of uh, work that a truck driver can do. Right, you can only drive so many hours a day. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> it makes it not worth being a truck driver anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, because one of the things, okay, is that, uh, you know, the way things are set up now, that's one thing that, you know, people tend to do, you know, Scott, uh, you know, I both with me on this being in government, sometimes people make too many laws, and the law sounds good when you're doing it, okay, but the repercussions are going to take place, you know, it's good for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, we can just ask that. You know, you may make a new law, okay, and it sounds good on the phone. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Well, I am. Look okay. at this new law about uh, banks. They're going, oh, my God. They have, to, uh, uh, they have to report every time a check is cut for $600 or more. Say it again if you understand that. Okay. Uh, they have to report to the government every transaction over $600. And that's scaring a lot of people from even doing business or anything like that. What's that? That's scaring people from even doing business. So. What's that? What that's doing, okay, is actually driving people toward uh, uh, with the cryptocurrency. Well, they've been doing that for years. I, there's nobody on this uh, in this United States right now who's actually. Uh, uh, Transferring currency, it's all uh, it's all digital. Yes, it is. Okay, you you can't use your debit card. You can't use your uh, uh, credit card. None of that without being digital. And there, you can, I mean, there is not enough money for what the digits are go, actually going to. Right. So. Right. See, that's why that's why it's so important. For this infrastructure to take place, okay, because that's because the high the high speed internet is what Scott just talked about that keeps us on the air. And every transaction that you make with your doctor, and right now we're doing more and more and more and more and more digitally. Uh, there was a time that your doctor would, you know, you go physically to your doctor. Well, most times doctors right now they want to do a video conference with you. Mm-hmm. Well, again, okay, that's changing some things around. But they make a couple jobs, too, by the way. Most hospitals you go to, 20 years ago, you didn't see a computer in the doctor. You had a doctor writing on file, right? 
in, in, in the yellow, in a yellow folders all over the place. Well, right now, you go to any doctor's uh, hospital, doctor's office you go to, everything is done, done by computer of some sort. Matter of fact, you got more x-ray machines, you got more MRIs, I'm sure. This technology is, is good, but like we just said, it's a cost. No, it's going it's to affect something else someplace else. And we just have to have to be, be ready, you know, to do, uh, to, to, Life is good. I don't want to mess your, your middle name up, Gail. How do you pronounce that? It's T-Dum, Gail. T-Dum. No, Gail, too, but your, but your maiden name, I guess, you have that. Uh, oh, it's a Gail. It's a Gail between T-Dum. Okay. That's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful name, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes. I love how you ended up. Uh, life is good, Gail. We, we're talking about, you know, a lot of stuff that's going on, you know, and I know that you are uh, been involved with a whole lot of stuff in the whole old time. You know, and a lot of things that you're doing is kind of unique what you're doing because you, you work with a lot of organizations. You don't get out of Kansas, you know, and uh, uh, in a good part, like, you know, people are aware of, that's why she's on the show. She's a person that gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. And, and uh, also, she's the good part about this. She's a Native American Indian. And I should mention that community. I'm not sure. Gail, on that note, tell us a little bit about what, what Gail does. Could you say that last part one more time? There's a lot of uh, feedback. Okay, oh, yeah. can you be so kind and tell us a little bit about what Gail Cheatham does? <laughs> okay. Yeah, my name is Gail Cheatham. I live in Satuki, Kansas. And um, I currently work at the VA in Topeka, Kansas, Department of Veterans Affairs. I'd like to shout out and thank all of my veterans all over, and thank you for your service, everything you do for our country and continue to do. Um, well, yeah, on that note, we got two veterans in the studio, Rhea, Mr. Bradley, and so is Scott. Well, thank you for your service. It's nice to be on the air with you. It's an honor. Okay. It's I'm an honor married. with you, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I'm married. I have three children. Uh, let's see. Three, four, five, six grandchildren and one great granddaughter. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm currently driving. Sorry, I couldn't get a signal earlier. Okay, well, 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 again, cell phone towers. That's one thing we just talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, we need this internet, uh, broadband that's coming and needed around the country that can take all those communication problems. That would not be a problem. That would be nice. <laughs> now, I just, uh, just really quick, I just kind of give you an overview. I'm currently uh, I'm finishing up at Washburn University with a Bachelor's in Health Service Administration, and I'm working on a couple projects. I'm working on um, Native American Heritage Month at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Mm -hmm. uh, a proclamation of the president and the governors of different states. They declare um, November Native American Heritage Month. And I'm personally working on a project uh, to bring telehealth to the tribe. And so that's been a lot of research and writing, mm -hmm. uh, grant writing, just looking for avenues, not reinventing the wheel, but taking something that would be sustainable on the tribe that they could actually use. So well, then, that's 
But yeah, that's one thing that you know that you know that, that you know, your your heart is and it shows that the Native American Indians getting less services than most people do, and that's and that's not right. Talk talk a little bit about that. I found it interesting um, when COVID hit. My tribe actually, there was some supplies that were sent to our tribe, uh, PPE. Then that's the Kids History Tribe in Kansas, located up in Horton, Kansas, kind of a five miles from the town out in the country. And uh, my tribe received body bags. <laughs> it was it was, yeah, it was all over the news, all over the media. Um, some, a lot of tribes received that. Um, so we just received uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad message, you know. That's a bad message right there. That's a terrible message. And then I remember when COVID first hit, you know, especially the Navajo tribe out in Arizona, I remember uh, they have to haul their water into the reservation and that they were just stretched so far when COVID hit with one doctor, hospital, staff, you know, right now it looks that guys think we're, we're really facing a um, crisis in healthcare because we're losing a lot of nurses, especially right. with the mandate that's coming up with the shots. And I, I don't know why I had October the 11th, but I believe it's in November, the mandate for healthcare workers have mm -hmm. to have COVID shots. A lot of them don't even have them yet. So... Well, well, yeah, well, yeah, one thing that you do, okay, uh, and I'm just kind of refreshing my memory, I think you work with about 75 or more, there are about 75 or more tribes, um, Native American you know, uh, tribes uh, you know, that, that we have, and most of those are not being services, not just for the COVID-19, but prior to that, they were not being, in most basic services that most people get to, we're not getting to, get to them, why, uh, why is that? Are you talking about the funding? You are right for funding, okay. You are First of all, tell us about some of the tribes that you work with. Oh, me? Um, I, just work, I work with different tribes. Um, I've actually did some grant writing, and I kind of do just some freelance stuff. I actually don't work with a tribe, one tribe per se, but actually work with several tribes. And right. I do whatever projects. You know, like I said, right now I'm working with, uh, on trying to develop telehealth. And so it's, that's a big, huge. Oh, you know, my God, yes. When I first started that, that was like a big, huge tribe. And one of the main things is like the, the internet. Just mm -hmm. internet. Um, I know that there's one tribe that I'm working with. They see eight to maybe no more than 11 patients in, the, in their clinic. Oh, so when you think about that, that's not generating a whole lot of revenue, that, you know, with reimbursement. And so we could actually, if we had telehealth, the capabilities of telehealth, we could actually see more people. They, uh, we, I say we, but they could actually see more people. And telehealth, you know, when people have the technology, they could actually, you know, bring in their specialties. They could get down to, like, maybe a diabetes doctor or cardiac technologist or some, you know, they could even bring specialties. Um, I know that the VA and the ISS have an MOU, and they've got, you know, happened to the reimbursement. So that's a, that's, a, that's a source of revenue that's uh, missing the mark where the sites could tap into that. So. 
I'm working, you know, not reinventing sales because there's a lot of good examples out there, but definitely trying to give options. Well, you know, you know, yeah, that's that's a whole point. You know, we here in St. Louis, as I know personally, uh, I, I, you know, I use you just need me to tell her help, okay? I use that all the time. You know, you know, and and that's something, okay, that most people don't have. Like you said, they, they don't have the have the uh, the, the, uh, the structure mm-hmm. to be able to do that, and that's simply have an internet come into to, to their homes. Right, right. That's right. And it's telehealth, I mean, you know, it would be good like iPads and then, but they're also, I mean, I know my husband is, he's a veteran and he, he's actually had telehealth calls and he, you know, he just, he used the telephone. And okay. it called, okay. yeah. Yeah, so that, that was, that was really nuts and, you know, he could take some time off and talk to the doctor. You know, but then it's always good that you go in to see them as well, so they actually can see you. You lose a lot with telehealth, but then you gain you gain some stuff too. So it's kind of a give and take. But if telehealth is not going away. Oh no, that's 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 that's, that's, that's the future. That's 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 the future. As a matter of fact, that's the whole thing. Okay, the Indians right now uh, are being uh, no, uh, not no, we talk about telehealth, but there's a whole lot of programs. That should not, that we should be getting to the reservation, and we're not getting there. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's not, that's not a good thing. Right. Well, like, like in Kansas, I know we have we have four federally recognized tribes. I believe we're at 574 federally recognized tribes in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have we have some tribes that are state recognized, and then we have some that are petitioning uh, the Department of Interior for recognition. So there's a criteria for that. So I know in Kansas, uh, a couple of the tribes don't have tele- telehealth services. So it would be really good for them to... But then I look at the uh, primarily a farming community as well. So, I mean, you know, there's hospitals are a ways away. So it's just, uh, seems like it's a never-ending battle. I think some of the smaller towns, smaller communities, they really, um, a lot of them... You know, a lot of the, when COVID hit, a lot of the hospitals closed mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure down in St. Louis, there were some in the outer banks of St. Louis. Oh, yes. Well, again, um, talk a little bit, okay, about, about the quality of the water and things in the living for the Indian. How is that? How is that? What improvement can be made there? On the water? You know, you know, you know water, you know, there's the basic benefits that, you know, we talk about telehealth, okay? There are other services, okay, that, that the tribes need, need you know, to you know, to be, you know, be take care of. We're talking about their health, okay, but they got to have their food needs taken care of, you know, and you know, stuff like that. Well, I know, I, I actually, there was, there's an organization that's called Harvesters. And the Harvesters, um, they come out to some of the, the reservations. So I know that they're really big in some of the communities. Um, I, I, do you guys have harvesters down there in St. Louis? Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I'm quite sure of some, some place around here that we may have, you know, well, but see, St. Louis right now, uh, we, in our whole metropolitan area, we probably do, okay? I think that's pretty national, but it was really nice. They, they would come out with a big truck, and they would distribute food, and, um, 
I don't believe on some of those there were guidelines, you know, like income. But um, I actually took a few people that I knew. They were trying to give me food. And I, I was like, no, I'm <laughs> you give that to somebody who, you know, is pretty stretched on their income or something. We're, we're doing okay. So. No, well, I know you blessed already, okay, because uh, we've been knowing you for quite a while, you know, and for him, I met you, okay, you and M.T. Richardson. Uh, and just a few years ago, you know, and we remained friends, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, working in Kansas City, you know, in the Kansas area there. Because I remember one time, you know, one of our good friends, you know, I first met you in the picture, I, I, I seen the copy of it, uh, and then right, right. went with, with Harry, okay, Harry Reed, okay, and we had the Harvest Moon Festival. Yeah, that was, that was a nice, nice festival. Really miss Harry, so. You know, you know, yeah, we, the other thing with the with the tribes, I know, with my own tribe, water has always been an issue, and right. it continues to be an issue. And there, I know that they've presented information in Congress and and set on different committees, and so it just seems like that. I can remember when I was 15 year old, 15 years old, and my uncle said, "40 years from now, what? Our tribe's going to still be carrying on about water." And unfortunately. You know, though we have made some strides, we are still talking about the quality of our water, and you know, it's just been, it's just been an ongoing struggle. It just seems like so. But, uh, you, know, you know, you know, one, 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 one of the things, okay, you know, the water is one of the things that uh, you know, you, you guys have been most fortunate in the last year or so. Uh, President Biden nominated uh, Native American. And of course, you're talking. To, <laughs> oh, you're talking about uh, Deb. Mm-hmm. She, I'm telling you, that woman is. Um, I've only met her one time. Like I don't have a close personal relationship, but I've met her one time, and uh, she's like she's a she's a dynamo, <laughs> uh, smart, intelligent. Um, she, I don't know, she's going to do a lot of good things with that, oh, running the uh, Department of Interior. She already is, so yeah, I'm really perfect. looking forward to working with her. And, you know, this year, when we've seen a lot more Native Americans in Congress as well, so yes, it yeah. makes me happy that, you know, at least we have a voice. We have people right. that have taken the reins to you know, serve in those positions, which is really good. You know, it makes you, it makes you feel good if you actually, a, you have a voice, so. Yeah, well, yeah, I know with her, okay, you know, she's the first Native American to hold that position. And so right now, she understands that the language. Well, under, uh, she's the first female. Oh, uh, the first female, I think yeah. under, I believe it was under, let me think, under Clinton. No, they've had Native Americans, but she's the first female. Okay. Yeah, they've had Native Americans hold that position. No, 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 she's a, a, a interior. You're right. First Native American, plus she's a female. So, there we go. Let me check I thought she was, but, okay, but you know, I'm not, I, I defer to you because you would know better than that. But, 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 but that is the other thing you said, you know, there's a voice, and actually she's a dynamo, uh, and she understands, she fights, 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 fights for her people. You know, and, and I think she will bring, will bring some resources to, you know, to, to, the, to the Native Americans because, 
if you don't have representation, you know, somebody to lobby for you, you know, you know, and especially where she's at, she will be able to direct the funds that's needed, okay, to your community. Right, right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I run driving and I'm trying to break no, it in. No, 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 well, see, I understand, well, thank you for taking the time. Right now, cell phone towers is something that, that we all need more of, you know, and uh, my company, I would have to say this, okay, we're in the process now, uh, we're going to build our first couple of towers in the, in the next couple of months, so, and they will be in the rural areas, okay? <laughs> That'll be nice. That'll be because <laughs> we in the city, we take we take cell phones for granted, okay? Uh-huh. You know, I, I know people, you know, and down in Missouri, you know, which is, you know, people in the rain, you know, to get a good signal sound, they got to get it sitting in their car or go get on a hill someplace. Yeah. I know you understand where I'm coming from, okay? And where, where you are there, you know, you know, Kansas is a flat state, but it, but it does have some, some peaks and valleys, though. Mm -hmm. Yep. Was that ref? Amen. Amen. I've been through Kansas, Fort Riley, Kansas, <laughs> Manhattan, and Junction City. Been up to Topeka, Kansas, too.
no matter what size your town is, get involved and to, to have a voice for your people, uh, no matter what your race is, to have a voice to speak out, to talk about injustices. You know, we, we as women, you know, we face sometimes an injustice. Maybe there's a wage difference. I mean, it's just to make your voice be heard and not be afraid. Uh, oh, yeah. I talked to, talk to somebody, you know, like, I don't have an education. I was like, well, so what? A lot of people don't have an education. They're millionaires. They're self-made millionaires. But they had to, to, to use your voice. Yeah, to use your voice and get involved. You know, yeah, one of the things uh, I have found that uh, people in politics, you know, who have, who have become great leaders, okay, don't have degrees or education. They have, they have, they have people, people. They, they, have, they know how to believe over people. Uh, well, I'm right, and uh, this is the way it's supposed to be, you know, and I ain't going to change, you know, and, 
you know, and I ain't gonna tell you is that what you get your child, you know, and 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 then what that does Well, I tell them what, get things back to normal. Well, 
Things not gonna get back to where they used to be. We live in a whole new world. Exactly, yeah. A, ho- a whole new way of doing things. Yep, that's so true. You know, and that's why I said you, you mentioned about the telemedicine. Well, that's a whole new way of getting doctors to the rural areas. Because a lot of doctors do not want to go to the rural areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And so, but, but the need is still there and, and getting worse and worse and worse and worse. But, but again, uh, they can't go to the doctor, so we bring the doctors in. Yep, you're absolutely right. How's the, I do have a question, Ira. How's St. Louis doing with COVID? Well, uh, COVID, right? Well, uh, the, the region, I should say, is, is, you know, we don't, our numbers uh, could be better. And I, and I say that because we are now putting a mask man, mandate. You know, we because the figures had kind of gone down, and people were protecting guards and stuff. You know, and so now uh, a lot of the problems we're having is dealing with you know with, with the schools and stuff like that. Those numbers are driving up. You know, and the hospitals from the rural areas are sending sending their patients to the St. Louis area to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of you know creating you know you know uh, you know, uh, you know uh, some numbers high numbers there. And, uh, and but, uh, but the vaccination, you know, has slowed down, you know, because a lot of people, you know, but it's, you know, are starting to pick up again now because a lot of jobs, like all hospitals here in the St. Louis area, require you to be vaccinated. You know, and some of the businesses are now saying you have to be vaccinated. So, so I mean, so that will have the numbers go down again, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Okay. I just was curious. How, how, uh, how are they working? Yeah, mandated vaccinations. Are they, are they getting a lot of uh, blowback from that? Well, we're getting our fair share. You know, uh, matter of fact, you know, we have uh, some teachers, and we just some uh, really uh, some of the uh, hospital workers uh, who have, you know, in the hospital came out early on saying, "You got to be vaccinated." Which makes good sense. You're in a hospital. You don't need, need, need the hospital being liable for you giving somebody making somebody here works. You know, and, and so so most nurses right now have got vaccinated, uh, you know, in in, in, their, in, the, in the system here. So that's that's what working, you know, for, for the good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and but like I said, but most of the corporations now have uh, decided to, uh, you know, have the mandate. And actually, you know, you have mandate is nothing new, okay? Right, right. You know, and, and, and with people right now, so, uh, I have my own research. Well, how much research? What, 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 what you gonna find out? The doctors already know. <laughs> I know. It's, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I look at now the people in the hospitals. You know, a lot of the people in the hospitals, and this, you know, they're they're the unvaccinated people. And it's like I just had a, a person that I've known for like probably five years, an older gentleman. Um, he just would not get his vaccination, and he was in remission. And so um, he said he had diabetes and some heart problems in his 60s, and for people to get that vaccine. So he had, you know, a lot of colds, and then mm-hmm. it just, you know, his body was already, his, his immune system was already compromised. But he was already weak with his body tightness, you know, Then the sixth to seventh week um, was on the end because um, 
know, he got COVID. Like Tony and the others. And, and then passed away about a week and a half ago. Oh, my God. You know, it's just like... It, 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 I it's all real stories that we hear about people, you know? Mm-hmm. People that we actually know, you know, and we've been trying to tell them, you know, please, if you don't do it for me, do it for yourself. Right, right. But do, do it for your family. Right. Because he didn't have to die. No. Left behind wife, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. It's sad. It was, a, yeah. it was a sad situation. And, you know, I, I, just I think about, you know, a couple family members that I had that had that same mentality. And I'm just like, you know, would it make, you know, would it have made a difference? Well, probably it would have made a difference. But, you know, I, I guess the thing is you make that, you, you draw that hard line and then, I'm not going to get vaccinated, and it's unfortunate, you know, if, if you do get COVID, it's just like, well, you're, set, you're, you're basically signing your own death warrant by that. Um, yeah, because one in five, one in people are dying. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's you know, you cannot refuse. You yeah, yeah. cannot refuse that. People are dying, and uh, it's sad. Yeah, it's, it's super, super sad. So, well, I, I have to go, Ira. It's really good talking to you, and uh, we're going to get on the phone and talk. And if you come to Kansas City, I'll make a point in seeing you. And it was talking to the, nice talking to the other gentleman. And, again, thank you so much for your service, and thank your families and uh, what you do and continue to do. I'm sure you're you know, on the veterans' rights and, you know, and uh, you're <laughs> For being heard, and just thank you for this radio station. It's amazing. Definitely. So we can have a voice also. Definitely. I will reach out to We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. You got to have a voice, dear. You got to have a voice. Definitely. And we're going to be your voice for you, for the tribes, okay? Uh, a, a good friend of mine, one of my mentors, uh, for me, I was a teacher, 
I asked him, I said, well, how, how, do you, how, how did you get to be who you are? He said, I, it's, 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 when you're young, you continue to do things with people, okay, and meet people, treat people nice, because they grew up to be somebody in life. You know, they get to be important people, but they just were your friends, okay, that you knew over the years. And, and I can say in the case with me and Rev, okay, I saw him in the barbershop. Guess what? We started talking. Amen. With Scott, okay, I, I met him at a couple of Christmas parties. We would go to Rice Scott. That's right. At the famous ambassadors, okay, we would go there, you know, and Scott and I went and we just kind of got out in the corner there. <laughs> you, got after, the, after, after, you got to first show yourself friendly before you could be friends. <laughs> you, you know, Rev, never true words than said before. <laughs> That's why I'm never a stranger to people. <laughs> no, no, I'm not being a stranger to anybody. You know, when I meet you, I, you know, uh, I don't have any any conclusion about you. You are like to me a clean sheet of paper. Yeah. Whatever you want to put on it, okay, is what you put down. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Ira. When I be going places, and like I get on the elevator with other people on there, I ain't never seen them before, and I say, "How y'all doing?" <laughs> <laughs> what <you> do? <laughs> I said, how y'all doing? I said, I ain't sleep with y'all last night. Good morning, good evening. Boy, they just laugh. <laughs> well, let me say this to people who, who, who have never met Rev before, okay? He, he got his cowboy hat first of all, okay? <laughs> and he's going to stand out, you know? And, uh, and also, he has, he has an overcoat, like, like one of the coats they wore in, in, in cowboy days. And he had his cowboy boots. Amen. So, I'm a real you know, cowboy. He, he, got a, he got a pony outside. <laughs> yeah, and, and but, but, but the one thing that the real would normally would do, he would tell you up front how he feels about you. You don't have to guess about, you know, whether you like you or not like you. We just for the sake of good conversation, tell, tell, tell us what happened a couple of years ago when the uh, ex-mayor came by the barbershop and you met him for the first time. When we met for the first time? By the cruiser. Oh, I told her, I said, all the, I said, no offense to you, but all y'all are crooks. All you politicians <laughs> are crooks. I said, I ain't calling you that, but you know what you is. <laughs> I didn't bite my tongue. I told right. just like that, and then they are. Yeah, well, it's, 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 one, one, one of the things that people do, like in politics, and depending on what level you are, that when, like, even like now, okay, up in, up in Washington, D.C., most of these people, okay, the, the young people, okay, that are involved in the House never have been in serious negotiations. And I mm. think what uh, President Biden said, yes, he went down there. What numbers are we putting on the table for the cost of what you're getting? And that's why today we read off the numbers, okay? You listen to what Gail talked about, clean water for the Indians, okay? Yeah, they Every time you, you get there for a long, long, long time. time. And, 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 and that's the whole thing. Most of these people there now have been crying for the community for a long time. Please help me out. Yes, they have. Please, please, okay. And like, and like, for, like for right now, for the, the, the daycare workers, 
unfortunately now in St. Louis, we, uh, we got one plant now, if I'm right, you know, right, Scott, you know, kept me as one out in Winsfield, all right? No, repeat that, please. I think we only have one automotive plant here in the same area right now, I said. And that's, a, that's the uh, Chevrolet plant out in, uh, in, uh, in St. In, uh, in Charles, am I right? I believe so, but I believe there is some construction going on. I'm not okay. sure who that is, but I think... Oh, yeah, some... right, right, right. There's some construction going on, as a matter of fact. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things, you talking about a construction, uh, uh, St. Louis has got... Uh, a couple of weeks, I think it was last weekend, we talked about this briefly, that uh, there was a little spat between the United States and, uh, and Canada and the French, uh, you know, about, um, you know, about the United States doing a submarine deal with, with, uh, with Australia. Well, it's always coming out of money. Well, the problem was that the United States was uh, going to be a submarine for, uh, for uh, uh Australia, and in the past they've been built by somebody else. Well, we now have better technology. And in that deal, St. Louis Boeing's location in St. Louis also got a contract to build the next set of drones for Australia. So I mean, so it was more to the eye, but now that all everybody's happy now, everybody understands what the whole deal was. And that one of the things that I tell people, and nothing like a good understanding. Because when you're doing things, especially spending other people's money, you gotta let them know what what is being spent for. And that's why I said these two, the two uh, powerful units that were located here in St. Louis have been dissolved because the people in charge were not doing what best for their members. Unfortunately, that's, too many people to do that. Right, and so that's one of the things that you have to understand. That you know, uh, when, when something happens, there's always a reason, reason for it. Okay, what you gotta understand, the, the, you know, the, what happens in the background, if nobody's telling you about what's going on. Now, uh, and another thing that we talked about briefly last week, as uh, we had the time since you got called in yet, uh, around the country, no matter what state you're in, they're about to start redrawing the districts for your congressional people. Fortunately for Missouri, we did not lose. We kept all of our seats here in Missouri. And so that means that, uh, 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 you know, uh, we're going to see how the map will be drawn, how the district will include, you know, the congressmen are still here. And these districts are drawn according to the population that we have. You know, uh, and, and the population lost in different parts of the state. So that is taking place here, you know, you know, that in, you know in Missouri. The, uh, the figures that just you know, came down most recently, and also that's taking place here, you know, will be taking place shortly up in, in Jeff City. Well, uh, we have in, in Jeff City, we have 163 districts across the state, and they all got to have equal proportion of you know, representation, which is member, which is not member, which is constituents in, in, in their district. So that's got to be divided up. And we also have 30, 33 uh, uh, state seats that have to be divided up also. And these boundaries will be in place for the next 10 years. So, so what does that mean? Well, uh, also in, in your local cities, you know, your, your, your alderman, your committeeman, your uh, councilman, uh, your trustee, well, their boundaries are being redrawn also as we speak. Ira? And so, yes. Uh, you know, last year you were heavily 
pushing the census, and, and this is one of the reasons why. Right, right. Oh, oh, you're right. We, yeah, we push it very hard because this is the money, okay? See, what happened in Washington, D.C., all the money that you pay in your taxes, the income taxes, your gas tax, all the taxes that you pay, this money goes into a pot. And there are 535 people who want to buy that pot up up in D.C. And so the state representatives, okay, going to get each one, going to get an equal amount of money to spend in, in their district for, for your services. And that's why it's so important that you be counted, okay, when you, when, so you get well uh, when you get medical services. The hospital, I give the VA hospitals, okay, they got to get X amount of dollars. You got to have somebody to fight for them to make sure they get those dollars. That's your congressman does that. That's your federal dollars, like when you get dollars for your highway system. You get dollars for you know for your light rail. The current people got. That's why we're talking in this budget. Okay, they're going to buy the money up. But when you wouldn't count in the census now, you have no voice. You may want to vote, okay, but the really important thing is for you to be counting in the census. I don't care, and that's the one time in life, second time in life, no matter who you are, you are equal. Even babies are equal, okay. They're counted, and their population is divided up into your state. And then we do the same thing when it comes down to the state dollars coming to your state. It has to be divided by to a, a hundred and sixty-three uh, times to each state district. They just the money, and, and those representatives that you choose, okay, is their job to fight to make sure you get your fair share of the money. Mm-hmm. It's their job to go fight and make sure that rare sky, we all live in different parts of the famous community. Well, I think Ross Scott is down in Justin Canterwell, the, the house, the alderman down there, and we'll get to the city funds for his, his, you know, his you know, for, for the city. It's still representing, we'll make sure they get representation. Same thing in, in Rio's neighborhood, same in my neighborhood. But we all had to be counted. And that's the whole thing that's important, okay? You have to make sure that you're counting and get what you're counting. You got a voice. Like Gil just said, you got to have a voice and you got to use it. Amen. Because nobody's going to say, come on, I'm a, I like you so much, I'm going to take good care of you. You know, hey, you're a good guy. And I'm just going to give you some money for your business. And it don't work like that. Talk is cheap, take money to buy land. You take, yeah, yeah, talk is cheap, talk is cheap. And, and, and you got to be able to go places. And that's the whole thing that people need to know. Most people do not like their politicians, okay? Well, that's your first mistake. The politicians work for you. Yeah, yeah, now, they work for you. They work for Rhea, they work for Scott, and they work for me. Amen. Two years or four years or six years, they work. If you got a party, you're supposed to call them. And tell them what your problem is. Amen. No matter how small it is or how big it is, they can tell you I can't do it. Don't assume they can't do it. Because they have a staff to work for them to do all the things that you can have done. If you have problems with the VA or something, they got a VA printed on staff that will take care of that for you. You got a problem with, with, with the highways or the bus company, something like that. 
was cutting the grass and they messed up the sewer on the on, on my street across on the southwest corner from where I live and I, I told the city about that and uh, I told them I said send me a supervisor out here cause I'm a tax payer a registered voter I said send me a supervisor out here so he can see what's going on and get this problem solved and they sent them, and it didn't take no time for them to take care of that either. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you got to call, and then and the first person, you know, see, that's another thing. When you call somebody, an office or something, the person asks the phone, don't treat you right, say, give me your supervisor. There you go. But first of all, say, give me your name. Yep. Write their name down. I'll write their number down. They all have numbers also. You know, I, well, I'm going to put number so-and-so, so-and-so. Okay, that's good. And give me your supervisor. And, and don't go for the open. Well, he's out of there. Well, uh, no, well, no, you can't say he or she's not the girl supervisor. Well, I call back to get the supervisor. And I'll let her know that, that you truly give me a supervisor. Yeah. How, how do I know? Well, over 30 years, we still saying was, I took complaints. <laughs> <laughs> with the cable company. And then I went in the mayor's office, I took complaints. We have to deal with issues. Everybody has supervised someplace, and I call it resolve an issue. That's right. Does not job to resolve problems. So I tell anybody, the first way you're going to get the answer, like what I'm saying, give me a supervisor. And by the way, supervisor don't get it done, you know, I'm going to call my alderman then. That's right. Call somebody over there. You know, keep going up the line, you can get what you want. Uh, I, I know I'm going to say this right, though. They say the squeaky wheel disagrees. And I'm just glad that they did that because it could have been a, I told them also that by that sewer like that, city going to get a lawsuit. Uh-huh. And uh, they got somebody out there and they fixed that. But see, that's how you're supposed to do. And, and, and as I said, don't be afraid to call. Keep in mind, they're on the telephone. They can't do nothing to you. <laughs> they, can't, they, can't, they can't hurt you. They can't you know, beat you up or nothing. No, sir. <laughs> and about guns in, in our community, like Gail just said, in her community in Topeka, Kansas, gun problems, problems with crime. No matter where you live at, any major city, in, in a small town, crime and guns are a problem nowadays. 
Amen. You know, and that's because people, uh, you know, are, are getting the guns, and in most cases, uh, they're not buying them, you know, from a gun shop. Most of them being bought on the street, some place in the back alley, and down the corner, you know, and somebody's like, hey, brother, I got a gun. I need a gun. Yeah, yeah, hey. So, I mean, so please, 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 please. Also, uh, we would be remiss to say, okay, if you're in Missouri or you're passing through, guess what? The gas tax went up yesterday. So, you're paying more for a gallon of gas than you did before. Amen. Sure so, is. But that's money, okay, that's meant to pick the highway bridges. In Missouri, because we have some of the worst highways in the country. Some of the worst highways in the country. And also yesterday, uh, uh, <laughs> Medicare expansion for over 225,000 low-income adults went into effect yesterday also. And that you have a whole lot of people that Gil also mentioned about, you know, the health and stuff like that. These people have some type of benefits they didn't have before. Right now is a time that never before do you want to uh, not have some type of medical benefits because with all this going on. And right quickly before we get here, uh, in professional soccer, women's professional soccer, uh, we just heard about the gymnastics, you know, with uh, uh, sexual abuse, the, the coaches doing the, the abusing the young ladies and stuff like that. Well, in, in professional soccer, you know, they, they just get started here, and they have the same problem. About the coaches, you know, the main coaches working with the young ladies, taking advantage of them, rubbing their bodies, trying to get dates with them. Well, it was so bad that this weekend they canceled all the games, and a lot of coaches are being fired, and they should be. I got my young kids, my my my, my I got a granddaughter down in Georgia. Okay, who you know about to go to college and play basketball? You can have school basketball, and you know, and and so these young ladies and stuff. We have these men coaches check out to make sure they're not using their kids. Make sure they ain't no sex offenders. Yeah, make sure about that, okay? Because that's something you can check for your own self. You want to Please. discuss Mr. Kelly? Do what now? Did you want to discuss Mr. Kelly? Kelly. R. R. Kelly? Oh, yes. Please, please, please. R. Kelly. You know, he's a great talent, and, you know, and unfortunately, uh, uh, I, well, no, I've been in entertainment you know, as a promoter, working behind the scenes with some of the top stores. Young women come out to be with the stores, and they like to, you know, you know they're nice, excited, but you're not supposed to abuse the people. And O.S. Kelly did some great things with his music, but as a person, one of the worst things you can do to anybody except is give them herpes. No, he gave, gave people herpes, and he knew he had herpes. And then on top of that, okay, he, he was just you know, sex trafficking. What did that mean? Then what he went, okay, he had people that knew abuse young ladies. So they have orgies, all those type of things. And that was abusing the young ladies, and they were told, better not tell nobody, you not tell nobody, you know. And, then, and the worst part about it, he had his staff, okay, they have to do it. So guess what? He's going to jail. And that's, that's his first set of uh, uh, cases that he had up in New York. All right, Scott? That's right. Yeah, but there, there are other ones, okay, that he's about to face also. Uh, you can't go do this to people, okay, and abuse people and think you're going to get away with it. It ain't 
Amen. Sure ain't right. right. It ain't right. And, 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 and this doesn't have to be like that. This man making all this money. And she was a friend. He get all the liquor he wants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So why you got to go up and abuse some young people? That's the worst part. It was the young kids that he was, that he was doing this to. You know, not teenagers. Young kids. Underage. Under years 18. Under, under 18. All this he's guilty of. 11 counts he was found guilty. He won't get now, away with it. No, like 11, 11 counts. Not one, you know, not that he get off any of He got guilty of all 11 counts. Uh, so right now, he would never see daylight. We'll see daylight, okay, but we even have prison walls. So when he goes out for decoration, you know, look out his window, okay, in, in his prison cell. And rightfully so. I don't care who you are, what color you are, that is not right. Don't do anybody, period. And it's like we're talking about these coaches here. It, it's wrong. Yes, sir. It's okay. Somebody's going to find out about, you know, and, and he's going to get caught. And thank God somebody told off and he got caught. These coaches got caught. And Aaron Kelly got caught. Took them a long time to get to him, okay? He fought as much as he could, but money couldn't save him. So anyway, uh, we have had a, an interesting show here this week, Scott. The Rev and I have been kind of, you know, they're sharing, sharing some ideas, okay, what's going on around the, around the country and our neighborhood, I guess, and our thoughts here. But the one thing we said, again, here in St. Louis, Missouri, carjacking and murders. We just had a thing here in St. Louis where a deputy sheriff came to rescue with a, with a carjacking, saved a man's life and his, and his grandson's life, shot somebody. Guess what? He just got indicted. But he saved somebody's life, saved some lives, and he was trained to what he was doing. Can be understand that one. But again, he was carjacking and wrapped up into one. But this is something that's not uncommon here in St. Louis. So then, we're going to take it. Have a lunch with Missouri Team of Congress. We had a feast today, gentlemen. Don't you think so, Rev? Yep. Scott? Absolutely. And then, look, my name is Howard Folks. Thank you for joining us. Long to Mozilla Channel Comrades. Have a great week. Life's good and TV safe.